Welcome to another edition of our Rowan Infobytes podcast. I'm Claire Milligan, Marketing Operations Manager at our Biofarm Rowan. Today we're talking about our recent carbon neutral accreditation and I'm joined by Simon Beavis, our Managing Director, and Emma Robinson, one of our Principal Quality Scientists. So welcome to another edition of the Rowan Infobytes series. We again are joined by Simon Beavis and we also have Emma Robinson here for this episode. Do you want to give a brief introduction of yourselves? Yeah, um, I'm Emma and I've worked for our biofarm loan for over 10 years now. I'm the principal quality scientist and I'm also involved in our environmental projects. Perfect. And Simon? Um, I'm Simon Beavis. I'm managing director of RBR. I've been with the company for over 30 years, um, 17 as MD. Okay, perfect. So before we get started on our topic today, which is talking about our recent carbon neutral accreditation, I'd just like to have a bit of an icebreaker with our guests. Obviously, we're a food diagnostic company, so I always think it's good to sort of recall a a good meal you've had, a bad meal, or perhaps even just a funny story relating to food. So Emma, do you want to to start? Well, the one I thought of was um, when I was younger, my mother was not a very good cook, to be honest. And um, so I used to purposefully mess up myself and my brother's dinner so that we didn't have to eat it. So <laughs> I would like knock all our juice over on the table and be like, oh no, it's all the dinner's wet. <clears throat> but my dad cottoned on to this and he made us eat our tomato soup full of orange juice. So now to this day, I don't eat tomato soup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes um, when you look back at what you were made to eat as a child, you think, oh yeah. <laughs> Simon? Um, well, the one that springs to mind is um, more recent, last five or ten years, uh, in Spain. And we had um, suckling pig. Okay. Which, pork, basically. Yep. But it's cooked whole for uh, hours and hours and hours on end. Yep. And it was brought to the table whole. And the waiter then proceeded to demonstrate how tender it was to cut it up with a plate. Okay. <laughs> so he, he cut the pig. Yep. Like this, up with a plate. And, oh. I, and it was very good, very tasty. Yep. But the thing that struck me and stays with me is the way that it was dealt with <laughs> after it, it yeah. cooked. Okay. So yeah. But yeah, well, at least it was a good meal after oh, all of that show. Tremendous. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <clears throat> well, we'll just move on. We'll start talking about um, the carbon neutral accreditation that we've got. I think it's a a moment we're all proud of, our biofarm Rhone. Um, Emma, you mentioned you were part of our environmental awareness team. Can you just... Um, sort of give a bit about what the incentive was to create this group and what you worked on. Yeah, well, um, <clears throat> the group was started so that we could uh, have representatives from all the different departments so that we could generate ideas about how we could become more eco-friendly and um, so to we, that we could inst- encourage staff participation yep. to get their buy-in for any bi- environmental projects that we're doing, to keep them informed of new initiatives that we might set up, like we've um, improved our recycling processes so to explain to everybody that what you can and cannot recycle now Um, and just to raise awareness about relevant topics such as things like the energy crisis at the moment um, it might be able to help staff to save on their bills as well as cut costs for the company and there's just a growing awareness in general about the impact of climate change and big supply big organizations like the NHS have signed up to the race for net zero. Mm-hmm. So they're expecting a lot of their suppliers to have a carbon management plan now within the next few years. Yeah. Yep. 
And can you tell us a little bit more um, about the process of actually achieving carbon neutral accreditation? Yes. Yeah, so the first thing that we had to do was to measure our baseline year um, to calculate our total carbon emissions for scope one, two and three. And these are categories that are set out in the greenhouse grass protocol. Scope one is direct emissions from your operations such as gas consumption, processed gas emissions, fugitive gas emissions and business mileage. Scope two is purchased electricity and scope three can be indirect emissions from your fuel fuel expense claims on business travel such as flights. It could also include supply chain emissions, waste output and water consumption. Um, but they're not required for past 2060. So that was the standard that we were working to and we yep. were audited to by BSI. So we had to gather our data from our electricity and gas bills, um, from invoices for gas used in manufacturing processes, for the refrigerant charge in the air conditioning and um, refrigeration units that we have, as well as fuel expense claims. So we were then able to convert these figures into total carbon dioxide equivalent using conversion factors published annually on the UK government website. Um, Once we had a figure for our total carbon dioxide equivalent, we were able to offset our emissions through purchasing of carbon credits from international reforestation projects as well as investing in local Scottish projects as well. So for the audit for BSI, we had to prepare certain documents. Um, It was called the Qualifying Explanatory Statement, and it contains our declaration of achievement to say that we're carbon neutral and also a declaration of commitment to say that we plan to maintain that um, status throughout the year. So and within that, it also has a carbon management plan as well, what we intend to do in the future to reduce our carbon emissions. So the auditor checked all our data and calculations and checked the carbon credits had been retired in order to verify our claims for carbon neutrality were accurate. And then the carbon management plan was assessed um, to ensure that the reductions made sense as well and that they would be achievable. Um, We had a stage one audit, which just checked that we had everything in place. And then a two day stage two audit, which included um, the verification process. So the auditor checked all the deck, all the calculations. So after that, it was independently verified. And then BSI provide what's called a verification opinion statement. So we now have all the correct documentation in place to prove that we are carbon neutral. And um, that can all be found on the Biofarm website as well. Sounds like a lot of work went into that. Yeah, it was a lot of work, but it was very, very interesting. And uh, yeah, I think we learned a lot over the project as well. Yeah. And Simon, why do you think it's important for companies to be as environmentally friendly as possible? Well, I think ultimately uh, it's in our own interest um, to to be so. Um, I think from our point of view, uh, carbon neutrality sort of flowed naturally from um, investors in people platinum yep um, in in that uh, scheme there's a very heavy responsibility on businesses with regard to corporate social responsibility and ultimately what's more important for a corporation to be socially responsible than making sure that we don't uh, contribute any further yep. than we have to to uh, global warming yep. um, and so you know, f- for that, it was a natural progression for us. I think um, as well, okay, we're an SME or a small to medium-sized business. And in the end, 
from a business point of view, there are hundreds of thousands of companies like us, millions probably around the world. And if every one of those did a little bit, it would make a great big difference. Yep. And um, so we're just trying to do our little bit. Yep. Um, we also we also live we're also based quite close to a river, and so we can see quite clearly, you know, the impact of changes in in yep. weather, um, and the beauty of the Scottish environment is very visible from from where we are, and so I think it gives us an indication of certain amount of context. Um, a lot of us have got young children, yep. you know, so so I think it's important that we do our part. Yeah, okay. And obviously you talked about recycling. What more can a sort of laboratory setting do to help to reduce their carbon footprint? Well, <clears throat> most labs leave their equipment on all the time um, and that's so that they can... Um, it's for speed of use, yep. basically. But this wastes a lot of energy, obviously. So putting equipment on a timer so that it goes off at night time and then it comes back on when you're ready to use it in the morning would save a lot of energy. Um, extending the life expectancy of equipment as well by regular maintenance schedules, um, that can help mean that it works more efficiently. Yep. Um, we programme our HPLC lamps to turn off at the end of the run so that they're not on constantly because that uses energy and they're also very expensive. Yep. Um, we've improved recycling in our labs and we have changed the supplier that we use so that they recycle 97% of all waste that goes um, to them and only 3% will go to landfill then. Yep. And we have changed to biodegradable gloves as well. So that's something that other labs can do. Yeah, it's quite a big thing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, we found that they were cheaper as well. Yep. And they degrade um, in landfill in 400 days rather than over 100 years yep. because they're made from biodegradable nitrile. So um, other things could be like sourcing raw materials from local or national um, sources. So this will reduce the carbon footprint of the supply chain. Okay, so yes, all these small changes really add up and make a big difference at the end of the day, don't yep. they? So what further steps are we taking to reduce our carbon em emissions going forward? So we have switched to 100% renewable electricity supply. Yep. Um, we encourage staff to be energy efficient by switching off um, equipment and lights when they're not needed. Um, we have decreased the boiler temperatures and thermostats as well. Um, we're moving our company cars towards electric where it's possible. And we have increased the um, electric vehicle charging points within the car park as well for staff use. Um, and we're also going paperless um, for our information for use booklets and C of A's. Yep. And <clears throat> other things are like sourcing raw materials from UK suppliers. And yeah, like I mentioned, we've changed our waste supplier, which is a big project as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's safe to say, I think you're both heavily involved in the project, that you've actually both really enjoyed working on this at the end of the day. It's something a bit different. Yeah, absolutely. I, th I think, um, you know, you want the company to excel in every way, yep. of course. Um, and this is an example, I think we're ahead of the curve um, yep. to be carbon neutral. I think to add to something that Emma said, I think there's also... From a point of the future, looking at the cap, the capital equipment we we buy. So, for example, um, the air conditioning system, the fridges and freezers, we can we can absolutely reduce our carbon footprint by the way we replace them. Yep. Um, believe it or not, 
even in the west of Scotland, there is an argument for solar panels. Yep. Um, we haven't done that yet, but I think in time we will. And we think we could produce something like 25% of electricity, even in the west of Scotland, yep. um, through solar panels. So th there's a lot we can do. It's not over, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah. I think the, the challenge is to keep it going, isn't Indeed. it? Indeed, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming to, to join me here today. Um, and yeah, we look forward to, to further episodes of the Rowan Info Bites. Thanks, Claire. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks very much. <laughs>